Kunal, I am not going to talk. I am not going to speak a word about him. Don't you dare push me. Mr. Rishi Kapoor, as much as you and I love to hate Bernie Eccleston, we cannot ignore him yet again. I know you will say this is probably the fourth or the fifth podcast on the trot <laughs> when we've spoken about him, but we can't help it. We can't help it. Formula One can't help it. You can't ignore him. Well, he makes the money for Formula One. He makes the news for Formula One. And the news gets to Inside Line F1 Podcast. My name is Rishi Kapoor. Kunal Shah sitting alongside me. We are coming to the end of the most unpredictable year in F1 history. Yes, 2014 is getting over. The FIA F1 World Championship is getting over. And what a conclusion it's going to have. Two of the titans getting together to fight it out. Mano a mano. Nico Rosberg versus Lewis Hamilton. Could have asked for a better better closing, could we? Do you mean double points closing? Ah, <laughs> the double points. My friend has a, a very interesting name for the Grand Prix. It's called? The Abu Double GP. <laughs> the Abu Double Grand Prix. <laughs> but like you said, I like the fact that the race between possibly the two most fastest drivers on the grid because of the car mm-hmm. finally concludes. All good things need to come to an end. Uh, they Actually, they shouldn't have. You know, they could have made the season three years long. And I would have seen every race just to enjoy the battle between the two. But uh, well, they deserve it. And may the best man win. We probably have an idea of who's going to win. Who do you think is going to win, Rishi Kapoor? My heart says Nico Rosberg. My mind says Lewis Hamilton. So. Okay, let's dissect. Why do you think Lewis Hamilton? Well, Lewis Hamilton, of course, everybody says 10 wins in the season. Really fast on every tyre. Gets the best out of the car. He's had his uh, hiccups with the reliability bit, which Nico also has had. But I'm going to interrupt you. Mm-hmm. With that whole powerhouse of talent mm-hmm. that we all know he has, mm-hmm. why is it that he... Leaves his title wins to the last race of the season. We saw it in 2007. Brazil. Which he lost to Kimi Raikkonen. Yes. We saw it in 2008, which he finally won last lap, last corner. Thank you, Team (laughs) O'Clock. And now 2014. Yes, yes, yes. I like it as a TV viewer. I like it. But as a racer, I want to be Vettel. I have the fastest car. I win everything and I win the championship well halfway. Yes, and you know, now that we move to the other title protagonist, Mm -hmm. Nico Rosberg. Somebody who's spoken to me, actually in Hindi. Uh, I really know the man very well. I've done a show with him and he's a very nice guy. I'm going to put that link up for our viewers (laughs) again. No, honestly, it was a lovely podcast episode. (laughs) I made him talk like in Amitabh Bachchan's voice. I I, I thought it was really great. My heart goes out to him. It's going to be the toughest for him. But like everybody says, he has nothing to lose. He's given us a great year. We all thought that Hamilton will walk over him and, and treat him like trash. But Nico, respect. He's been consistent. Mm-hmm. He's gained a lot of respect in the paddock for taking the title fight to the last race of the season with a Lewis Hamilton. Mm-hmm. And to me, like you said, he has absolutely nothing to lose. So we will really see him be at his most aggressive best. Okay, the last time Lewis fought somebody so fiercely in a team was was Fernando Alonso. The the title went up till the last race. So, if you go by logic, Nico is in the Alonso category. And I love that comparison. <laughs> yes, it's true. But yes, Rishi, true. what do you think? Should the double point system mm-hmm. cause an upset in mm-hmm. an obvious expected result? When I say obvious, as in everyone, mm-hmm. possibly including half of you and half of me, <laughs> wants a Lewis Hamilton to win. Mm-hmm. Say for re- reasons related to reliability or double points, if Hamilton loses mm-hmm. and Rosberg wins, I'm wondering, and so are you, would you still think Rosberg's win is credible? 
you know why i think it's credible is because the rules are the same for the whole for the whole paddock my only problem is the person who wins because of lack of reliability for the other will gather negative pr for no fault of his but like you said it is what it is the rules are the same for everyone mm-hmm. and uh, it's just that uh, it was possibly rosberg's time to get lucky mm-hmm. super consistent rosberg the other team that's been consistent alongside mercedes probably not as good you know williams could play a really really important part here because massa and bottas have been really really consistent again very quick massa has been slightly better off late but bottas has grabbed those p2s and p3s so consistently you know one of these guys could actually upset the mercedes i like that you bring up the fact about williams mm-hmm. it's very possible mm-hmm. and we've already seen nico rosberg ask felipe massa for help after winning brazil you know if i was felipe i would give do it because lewis has beaten me by one point in a championship <laughs> i would not want to miss the opportunity of but, getting but back. like massa said he received no help and he's willing to give no help massa is <laughs> going to be out on sunday to win for himself mm-hmm. but i personally think that a pre-race arrangement <laughs> could very well be made between the mercedes team and the mercedes powered williams team and you know where i'm going with this oh yes oh yes i don't want to spill the beans but everybody knows if well if when the whenever the meeting is happening we'd like to be a fly on the wall that day but probably it's happened you know and you we've known about this through the earlier sauber ferrari days as well mm i i do remember Sergio Perez suddenly going wide, not chasing Alonso for a victory. looked looked a bit orchest- orchestrated, but what we saw on TV was what was true. But there's one more thing. Yes, for the loser, mm. Mercedes has said somewhere that they're going to have a shrink on standby, a sports psychologist, <laughs> who the loser can go and speak to, which to me is a little too obnoxious. Yes, because these these guys are emotional machines. They've been. trained to overcome emotions and race and probably take it in the stride and if that was not true alonso would have ended up in the psychiatric ward by now <laughs> i mean look at that he's seen himself lose to vettel so many times that he would be frustrated and how my main question is and this is something i've seen very consistently on the podium when in germany they speak the winner speaks in german when in italy uh, nico rosberg pulls a line in italian uh, they all have a line in the local colloquial language are they going to speak arabic is habibi fina going to happen <laughs> ഡിസ്ബ്രിങ്സ്മി <laughs> and this brings me to the dirtiest page of the podcast that i absolutely want this to avoid this is my no. favorite part of the podcast <laughs> listen in people bernie eccleston bernie eccleston what can we say a few more statements coming from him not the most pleasant to hear well firstly let's let's just clap for him he's a good man he's getting the indian gp back is what he's just tweeted i think he's just said about no bernie couldn't have tweeted ah he hates the social media how can i forget 2016 could see a return for the indian gp we need the indian gp we need the sponsors we need extra money coming into indian formula 1 scene because well we'll start getting paid so we like yeah, that i mean we need more money on inside line we need money on the inside line f1 podcast yes 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 but apart from the indian gp let me tell you your friend mr bernie eccleston the ceo of formula 1 mm. has made some extremely embarrassing statements that is So the first one that he said mm-hmm. 
is that you and I and I think 99.97% of our listeners mm-hmm. are no longer the target audience of Formula 1. Then because who, who is? the guys who are above 70, retired and with a lot of money in the bank. Which is Bernie's classmates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a few junior batchmates, I would say. <laughs> Which to me is actually mm-hmm. a big problem statement. Why? You have shunned 15-year-olds from viewing the sport. Anyways, you are struggling to attract them. Mm. And here, the CEO of the sport has gone publicly and just shunned them altogether, saying, thank you, don't watch the sport anymore. No matter what you do, you cannot ignore the youth. You cannot ignore the social media well because it's big. The TG of the sport can never be defined. Well, uh, because racing is what we like. No matter how old I get, I want to see wheel-to-wheel action. I want to see fast cars. The first few gadgets or the first few toys a child grows up with with cars Mm. and then you're telling this kid that hey you should grow till you're 70 and then watch formula one is is a little stupid and to be honest i've seen analytics of a few f1 team websites Mm. and facebook pages Mm -hmm. majority of your viewers Mm. are within the 15 to 35 age bracket Mm. male okay you cannot ignore social media i mean inside line f1 podcast is where it is today because of social media yes and social media also tells us that bernie says he would like a rule of sorts which allows ferrari and renault to work on their engines but mercedes not to work on their engines so that the competition gets a bit close which is the most ridiculous thing i've heard in the last whatever decade of watching formula 1 I mean, somebody needs to go and tell him that this is a sport which Mm -hmm. needs equal rules for everyone. This isn't a circus. Mm -hmm. Although entertainment is the key objective, but we still need to treat it as a sport. And he needs to understand the simple analogy that while Red Bull were winning, they never stopped anyone else from developing the double diffuser. They just did it better than everyone else. I I don't understand Bernie's purpose of these statements, to Mm -hmm. be honest. He is just extremely arrogant. And there goes my job with the Formula 1 management, (laughs) I believe. But I must tell you, I have worked in a few organizations where I can tell you that Bernie Ecclestone is that amazing sales guy who Mm -hmm. can crack brilliant sales deals with broadcasters and sponsors. Mm -hmm. But he is the biggest headache for the marketing staff. The marketing staff that perpetually doesn't exist. Uh, Formula 1 needs to bid adieu to a lot of people. Well, firstly, the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix could be the last of the drives for people like well, very well-known champions like Button, uh, good drivers like Suttle, Magnussen, I don't know what he did in this last year, Kobayashi, Gutierrez, Shilton, Vern also might not be seen on the grid next year. You want to pay a little tribute to these guys? If so, I think I'll pay a tribute to Jensen Button. Yes. Canada, some year, he drove a brilliant race. It was a four-hour race, which he won. <laughs> he's, he's had a lot of stellar drives mm-hmm. in ever since he became world champion. Best man to judge conditions, rain to, rain to drive. I, I still remember, every time it used to be mixed conditions, I would say, I will do what Jensen Button is going out to do. <laughs> and nine or ten times, you'd get it right. The other driver mm-hmm. would possibly be an Adrian Sutil. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Very competitive guy. Has beaten Lewis Hamilton back in the junior days. Didn't get a lot of shine in Formula 1. But very promising. The rest of the drivers, I don't know their first But wait, name. my best memory of Adrian Sutil was Monaco Grand Prix last year. Uh, where he overtook yep. Button yep. and Alonso in the same corner, the Mirabau hairpin. The slowest corner in Formula 1. Yeah. And to me, that's I was luckily there at the race and I know the cheers that it brought. Show off. And... <laughs> And I don't know, who one possibly for beating uh, Ricciardo or at least matching him and showing that he's possibly better than Kivat? 
Yes, because uh, I'm going to talk about Magnuson, Kobayashi, Gutierrez, Shilton. I don't know their first names and I don't care. So I'm going to move on. Last race for Vettel in a, in, in a Red Bull uh, racing team. Uh, brilliant, brilliant partnership, symbiosis, whatever you may call it. Four championships, four pure dominant years. Couldn't have asked for something better. The only thing they can ask for is an applaud on this podcast for the work they've Woo-hoo. done. Last race for Marussia, Caterham. Uh, the names, yeah, the names are there on the provisional list for next year, but I doubt if they'll be able to make it. They don't have the mula, and Caterham is actually uh, teams are actually going paupers, asking for money from people. The people yeah. who watch the race is just disgusting. I think I have an alternative view, like always. Mm-hmm. Maybe crowdfunding could be the way forward in Formula One. I had worked on something similar back in the A1 Grand Prix days. We were trying to figure out something, mm-hmm. but maybe crowdfunding it is. You never know. Imagine you and I have stakes in a Formula 1 car. That sounds fancy. <laughs> Which needs to go fast. <laughs> Which needs to go fast. Yes, there is a clause. The fast starting Formula 1 cars at the back of the grid don't have drivers. Ha! Ah, we have an F1 seat empty that nobody wants to drive for. Can you believe this? Well, is it a green car? <laughs> it is a green car. It could have been a green card for so many drivers out there who would die and kill for a seat. But nobody wants to drive the Caterham. Yeah, makes me wonder, who do you think is going to partner Kamui Kobayashi? Probably you or me. I think I look fitter than you at least. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to just jam your M-U-H, whatever that thing is called. <laughs> so there's Andre Lotter who said no. Yes. There is Shilton who's doing the rounds. He's always got the money to pay. Yes. There's Rubens Barrichello. I'd love to see him back, but not in a Caterham. Mm-hmm. Who else, Rishi? Karun Chandog has always paid for a green car. He could do this again. <laughs> he has. And he's paid a lot of money is what I've heard. Uh, anyway, coming back to the middle of the grid. McLaren versus Sahara Force India F1. Very, very close battle all year long. Uh, McLaren is rumoured to bring a B-spec car to this race. And I don't know why they would bring a B-spec car because they never got the A-spec right. <laughs> <laughs> and the funny thing is, uh, well, they're getting... I think they're going to test the Honda engine. Do there were rumours. There were rumours. I don't know if that's going to happen. We'll only know once. I don't think that's allowed. Wouldn't know, actually. Maybe they're allowed in free practice. I wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. And they did do the filming day with 100 kilometers on the Honda engine. Yes, but they respect it. That's the boring shit. We don't even know how good the Honda stuff is till next year. Okay. The interesting part, Mr. Rishi Kapoor, yes. is the predictions for the weekend. The predictions for the weekend. This is when I get a heart attack and I tell myself, Oh God, don't watch the race. You're going to die watching it. I have the perfect prediction. A Mercedes driver is going to become champion. Okay. And come on, be a little gutsy. Okay. I think... So, for some reason, I'm getting a feeling it's going to be a great race for Kimi Raikkonen. Okay. Okay. And for, for Botas. Okay. And we're going to get dates from somebody, dates as in the eating dates, from somebody from Abu Dhabi, delivered to us. I don't know what to say, man. I'm just so nervous. Just tell me about <laughs> it. I think they'll they'll make uh, Hamilton come second, give the race to Nico, but give the championship to Lewis. This is what I'm get, getting a feeling of. I'd love to possibly go a little different and add some more haters and critics on my page. <laughs> don't Let's not do that. We always get abused for that. I don't want to do that. I just get a feeling somehow mm-hmm. that Lewis Hamilton mm-hmm. deserves to win. And I say this on record. Mm-hmm. Okay. But... There's something going to go alright, not with this car. Mm-hmm. We'll possibly have a Williams just sneak in and come second, is what I feel. Yes, and somebody's going to be a bad boy that day. No matter who it is, we'll be featuring it, dissecting it piece by piece 
in our next final podcast for 2014 why i say that is uh, like formula 1 we also plan to take a little break after the last race and come back with fresher new sounding audio for you well, which one. will mean the 2014 formula 1 podcast awards people should tune into Woo-hoo! that the awards that are usually not funded but very well attended by you and me do look out for that but before that best of luck whoever you are supporting for the final grand prix the double pointer abu dhabi grand prix may the best man win and on that note let's ensure we support whoever wins that day yes and not boo them they deserve it all the best guys attic fully covered means fully insulated if you can see your rafters you're losing heat and money but with the home depot it's easy to add blow in insulation yourself in just a few hours and you'll save up to 15% on heating and cooling costs for years to come winter temps are here so are winter heating bills are you covered right now get a free blow in machine rental when you purchase 10 bags or more of select blow in insulation only at the home depot how doers get more done